Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall and is for the title of greatest podcast ever made. Introducing first, from San Diego, California, Austin Cook. And from Odessa, Texas, Caleb McLemore. And these two together make up the Internet World Order. Hey everyone, it's Austin Cook, and welcome to this episode of the Internet World Order Podcast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, his name, Caleb McLemore, and today we are taking a deep plunge into one of the single most fun fighting game franchises to ever hit the shelves. You may know it as its simple title, Marvel vs. Capcom. That's right. We wanted to cover this because... In case you haven't seen maybe online, because whatever, like the various circles maybe you run in online or things you follow, there's been a movement that's been started in the last, I think, three weeks to a month now called the, it's a hashtag free MVC2 or, you know, Marvel versus Capcom 2, which is a movement that has caught so much steam, a sign of it was caught at an AEW show a couple of weeks ago. And front and center during the Sting match. And seeing that, it just kind of inspired me and uh, talked to Austin about it. And he agreed of like, the Marvel vs. Capcom franchise is just, it's special for both of us. And it's a franchise that like everyone knows and loves and yet doesn't get talked about a whole lot outside of like specialty channels like Maximilian Dude or like Justin Wong who play fighting games. And we kind of wanted to help change that. And me personally, I kind of want to help throw like our two cents in to truly help free Marvel vs. Capcom 2 to be re-released on current gen consoles. Yes, so uh, ready your hashtag. We're going to use the old ways, as some people on the internet will say about a certain film franchise. We are now going to transfer that energy over to Marvel vs. Capcom, but in a good way, with only positive vibes. As absolutely you kids nowadays are saying on the street, <laughs> how do you do, fellow kids? Anyway, <laughs> this <laughs> wow, Austin. All right, this franchise, I got introduced to this franchise at a very young age, and I didn't really appreciate it at the time because I was just a kid and I sort of just wanted to play as characters that I thought looked cool. Because it was like before I started really reading and being engaged in comics. So for me, I got introduced to it on the very first PlayStation. And I remember specifically playing as Blackheart. And it was when they made like, because for a lot of people, especially people my age, (laughs) if you haven't read the comics or you haven't played this game, you're going to know Blackheart as, uh, you know, from Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. where he does not look like Blackheart <laughs> in any capacity. <laughs> not a bad thing. I'm not going to make fun of him, but CGI budget. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And it was fun being able to kind of get an idea what he would normally look like or how, you know, evil of a villain he was. And I was like, oh, wait, like he's a ghostwriter villain. And it was very much a good like jumping board, like or a diving board per se for me to kind of get 
involved into the surface level of comics and be like, ooh, what's that character? Like, ooh, what do they do? And that was, you know, I started reading uh, Spider-Man comics as soon as I could after that because I love Spider-Man. I was playing the, I wasn't playing. I was watching the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. I was obsessed. Oh, yeah. And they're great movies. And that's always been the fun thing about these games is that they, they, you'll have your mainstays on both sides of Marvel and Capcom. Capcom, you'll have the, you know, you'll have Street Fighter characters. Marvel will have, you know, Captain America and Wolverine and Iron Man. The people you, like, you, it's kind of that thing of like, you show up for the big names and then you stick around for the people you're not so familiar with. Mm -hmm. And Marvel too, of course, and before anyone says anything, like, I, we know there's there's a bunch of crossover games beforehand of like you had Marvel superheroes, X Men versus Street Fighter, Marvel superheroes versus Street Fighter, and Marvel versus Capcom One. We're not discounting any of those. We're just and we'll talk about it later, like why we're specifically talking about like two, and then also talk about three to an extent, but like why we're singling out two, and there's a reason. Right. And, but to your point, like I've seen many posts where people were saying like the whole reason. Like they found out about certain characters, like Omega Red, or who, or who, like people that found out about who Meryl was, people who mm-hmm. found out who Cable was. Yeah, like, I had no clue. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's because of Marvel versus Capcom too. Like the game introduced you to these cool characters, and on the Capcom side, they, dude, they were really just like, screw it, throw them in, see what happens. You could play as role, which is Mega Man's sister. You can play as a serve bot if you really wanted your friends to hate your guts. Yeah, don't play and... as a serve bot. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm warning they, you. <laughs> but they, you could even play as like, they had a couple of characters that were either in very little, like Ruby Heart, mm-hmm. who's basically become a fan favorite. And she's been in next to nothing since. She has no Wikipedia and, page. Exactly. And another character, Amingo, which is a cactus, wearing a sombrero, who is bonkers if you think that sounds weird because it is Mm -hmm. but it's like in the best way possible the game he was gonna be in got canceled so marvel 2 is his only game he's ever gonna be in (laughs) unless people love him unless we get a new marvel versus capcom is all i'm saying no and i on this point i'm all for it but i know a lot of people aren't the fondest of what capcom will do with fighting games after infinite so Okay. People just kind of want you. two to come out. <laughs> yeah, and it's understandable. I get get where the upsetness came from, and um, but just like this game, because like what what's the roster size of this game? Like fifty six characters or something crazy like that for three or no, for two for Marvel two. Yeah, it is something ridiculous like that. I think. Oh gosh, I should have counted before we started recording. One, two, three, four, six. Uh, it's 56 Hold yeah. On. yeah wait oh i got it when you get it from the brain but um so like you have 56 and some of the characters like you knew who they were because like like friends like jill valentine obviously because you had the resident evil games mm-hmm. but the way she plays is wild because she brings in zombies she brings in birds dogs one of her supers, she summons the tyrant from the first game. And you're like, what is happening? And it's bonkers. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is. It's super fun. I <laughs> That's one of my favorite things kind of 
about you know this series is like you you get to play around with characters in a way that you wouldn't normally be able to even in their own game franchises they're they kind of just took everything in the kitchen sink and just went why not yeah. and i love that approach because a lot of fighting games might be a little bit hesitant to do that well especially at the time they were not like oh let's just do everything they yeah. were a little bit more concerned nowadays we have joker and robocop in mortal kombat so yeah <laughs> crossovers I, back in the 90s were unheard of nowadays it's like it's almost a letdown if there isn't at least a couple right and, like this paved the way for us getting rambo and spawn <laughs> in in you're mortal not wrong. As well, which yeah. you i guarantee no one would have ever been like oh yeah i saw that coming like stop <laughs> yeah we have like megan an and tekken now too like yeah like let's talk about smash brothers oh, how that went from just being nintendo only to it's like also are you familiar with a thing called salty bet on twitch yes i am <laughs> smash yes. bros ultimate is basically real life salty bet at this point yep and it's the don't let your dreams be memes because Nintendo will fulfill them, maybe, with like five more Fire Emblem characters. But um, before all that became just the norm, even like crossovers and movies, you know, like hype for No Way Home with all the crossovers going on. But Marvel versus Capcom was kind of the first to do it. And it was kind of crazy because while, while Marvel was big name in terms of like, thanks to like the Spider-Man animated series and the... X-Men animated series comic wise, they're kind of going through a bit of a rough patch in the nineties. So I would personally argue, and if I'm incorrect, please be free to freely, you know, correct me on this. But I feel like this games like this is what kind of helped float them along until they kind of righted the ship in the two thousands. Honestly, I really don't have a counter to that. <laughs> I really don't. I yeah. can completely agree with you because a lot of people like in terms of fighting games now, I think this tends to get lost in the shuffle a little bit because it did one of the rare things that a lot of fighting games either don't want to do or don't realize they should do. And that is completely reinvent what they're doing and completely go in a direction that wouldn't normally be considered popular and just go for it and just say, like, yeah. why not? Like, what's going to stop us from doing this? And I, I think that's pretty evident, not only in the characters that they chose and the weird combinations you can get, but also this isn't entirely a one-on-one -on -one game either. No, it's 3v3, baby. So you got to figure out the best teams that uh, will work. And you, you picked, and every character had three different assists. So that alone is a lot of combinations. Mm -hmm. And... The other thing I liked about this game that I'm so happy they didn't just shy away from is the fact that um, they weren't afraid. Um, they were not afraid to just, because a lot of times people will complain like, well, fighting games aren't, fighting games need to be balanced. They need to be balanced. This game proves, no, it doesn't. Because Marvel's Capcom 2 is bu 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 busted. Yeah, it is. Talk about infinites. <laughs> I know that yeah, there's a, <laughs> I know that there's a game called Marvel versus Capcom infinite, but Oh my gosh, dude, this is, 
endlessly frustrating sometimes. Oh yeah. And it got to the point, like if you wanted to win, like, cause the top tier characters are like, in Marvel two, it's like storm Psylocke, Sentinel, Magneto, doom. And then if you, you'd only play captain commando cause his, uh, cause he had a really good assist. Cyclops could be good in the right hands, but like, that's it. You had to play those characters if you wanted to win. Yeah. And, and if you notice, I didn't mention, I mentioned like one Capcom character, the rest, and that's only because of his assist. The rest are Marvel. Mm-hmm. But did that stop people from coming up with cool teams that involved Capcom characters? No, it didn't because fighting game enthusiasts are nothing else if not resilient and persistent. They put BB Hood in this game. <laughs> Which is amazing. They literally took a Darkstalkers character and went, why don't we make her playable? <laughs> yeah, and if you don't know who BB Hood is, please Google it. You will have such a fun time seeing what looks like an innocent character and then finding out why she's not. I had to... I, I'm really glad that I looked her up before we started recording because I was laughing pretty hard when I, when I, when I saw her photo because I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It looks like something... James Gunn would have written into one of his movies. It really is. Cause like sweet, innocent little girl, very trigger happy. Here's an Uzi. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like or lollipop like, chainsaw. That's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you're right, you're right. And you just had all these characters. Like you had Jen, you had like all these like crazy characters. You had two versions of Wolverine, one with adamantium claws and one with bone claws. Because it says, screw it, why not? It's because Wolverine owns. That's, I mean, come on. But also, okay, so I know that they had Wolverine with bone claws. Here's another thing. You know who else they had in this? Who? Not only did they have Marrow and Omega Red, like you mentioned, but they also had Shumagorath and Silver Samurai. Which, can we talk about how scary Shumagorath is supposed, like, is? Yeah, and he's not even the strongest character in the game. I was like, bruh. (laughs) <laughs> dude and that's and if you think like this is what made the game like this is what would bring you in because if you were like because my experience with this game is i play on ps2 and cameron if you're listening to the, i don't know if you listen to the podcast but if you do thank you for introducing me to this game when we were just dumb like nine-year-olds because um we were playing it because i was like i don't know if i want to play marvels of capcom he's like well there's street fire characters and i'm like oh, okay i'm in and okay okay <laughs> and yeah and from that i just started finding all those other characters and they all do crazy stuff and it's just like it's where magneto became like he already is already a very like popular character just because of really good portrayals in media yeah. marvel's capcom 2 put him to iconic status yeah well i think this was the beginning of when they started writing him as less of a villain and yeah. more of a character, like a flawed anti-hero, occasional villain, as you've probably seen if you've seen any X-Men movie in your life outside of the mm-hmm. first one, because the first one's pretty firmly established, like, yeah, he's the villain. But yeah, pretty much all the other ones, you're like, oh, so like, yeah, he, he's bad, but I feel like they're alluding to the fact that he's sort of not entirely bad. He, yeah. he-, he He's like a more... He's like a tragic version of Loki in a way. Yeah. yeah. A little less pathetic. 
<laughs> in comparison. But, uh, but he has kind of just skyrocketed to popularity. And honestly, a large part of it, I, I have to completely agree with you. I think a large part of it is because of this game. Yeah, because you would see him, like, people would line up in arcades and, I mean, full disclosure, like, I know Austin sees the stats for the podcast, so I don't know the age group, so if you're around my age, sorry if I feel like I'm, like, if you're already aware of what, like, you know, doing quarters is in an arcade, just run with <laughs> me in case there's, like, younger listeners. Um, I like how when you said that, all I did was go, Thanks, thank you. <laughs> That's what I expect, but like, because like the Marvel's Capcom Two machine would have a line with people with their quarters set up ready to play, and it was always hype when you would see the one person that would come up with some new combo or bust out this team that you're like, oh, that team's gonna suck. You're playing Omega Red, Silver Samurai, and Cami. That can't work. And then you watch them just beat everyone into the ground, and you're like, hold up. <laughs> yeah, with the Iron the next Man. Person, yeah, and then someone comes in with the Gambit Infinite. I'm like, okay, you cheap SOB. <laughs> uh, um, who is the other person in this game? I think, well, Jug- Juggernaut was fun to play. I remember being able to play oh, Juggernaut. He was, he was a blast. Yeah, him and uh, I liked Sabretooth a lot, too. And the Sentinels mm-hmm. were annoying. Venom was fun. Oh, oh, my gosh, you could play Thanos. This yes. is nuts. <laughs> with his so- bubble attacks. It was a little weird. <laughs> it was weird. I'll, I'll give it that. But even then, you could also play as M. Bison, too, which I think a lot of people were really happy about. <laughs> Dude, like, well, I've shown awesome before. Like, when you see some of the promo, like, some of the uh, various covers MVC2's had over the years, like, that cover where it shows, like, Wolverine and Ryu in the center, and you see a bunch of characters from both franchises in the background. And then in the very back, you just see Magneto and Bison. And like they're both like Magneto being all angry as usual, Bison with the smile, and you're just like, I am hyped beyond belief right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's sort of in a weird way, it gave you everything you didn't realize you wanted so badly. Like I'm sure a lot of people were like, oh yeah, I really want this, and like the crossovers, like you know, Marvel and DC have had crossovers now, and pretty much everything is crossed over. I think even like with DC shows and movies, they've officially crossed over in some small capacity. This just straight up was like, we didn't hear what you said. We're going to give it to you anyway, because we want this. <laughs> and that, no, I think that really comes through in this is like, cause it's kind of like the best books, movies, shows, music, you name it. If you're making it, it's almost like entertain yourself. Then like, if you like what you're making, then the people will. Yeah. Because and even if it ends up not being the best, people will appreciate the effort because they realized you put your heart into it. And, and I know some people might get, I don't know, have an issue with me saying that because a lot of the sprites in MVC2 are just being reused from game to game. And you know what? Fair. Because that Morgan sprite got reused in every Darkstalkers game and in this one. It's the yep. same sprite. <laughs> yep. So... <laughs> But you know what? It worked. We all still played her. But um, like, and that's I and mean, we didn't even get to like that's just the characters. Let's talk about like the the amazing music that just gets stuck in your head. Yeah, it's no, the music is great. <laughs> like I miss this era of music and video games that had like it was like jazz and techno and like it just had like a groove to it. Mm-hmm. 
because I know at the time people kind of mocked it for like it was it didn't fit fighting games because it wasn't like epic or brutal or anything. I'm like, and now you're just like, no, it's perfect for like everything. Yeah, it's the it was kind of like Phil. I wouldn't say it's quite on this level, but it, it's a similar similar level of admirable. It sort of has like the light version of like Phil Collins on Tarzan. Yeah. And you're just like, you didn't have to go this hard, but you did. And because of that, I respect you. (laughs) It's true. And like, and the funny thing is too, none of the themes for each of the stages are actually that long, Mm -hmm. which is crazy when you think about that. But, um, it's also because fighting games, they don't last that long. I mean, that's what I think kind of makes them more endearing is even when you are getting salty, like at long, unless they're, unless your your internet connection is really bad, it's going to be three minutes or less. Yeah. So yeah, that's true. (laughs) And if you're you're dealing with someone who's really good and they just stomp you because that does happen. We've all been there. Oh, then you'll be done in like 20 seconds. Speaking of which, Caleb, I have a little anecdote that I would like to share with our audience as long as you're okay with it. It involves Go soul caliber. I, I know. <laughs> so Caleb is an amazing sport, guys. I need to get that out there because he didn't get up and immediately kick me out of his house. <laughs> <when> this happened. <laughs> I am an absolute monster at fighting games, but only when I'm playing with other people, because for some reason, my presence just inspires anger. <laughs> I won't even do anything. I just very I'm like, hey man, nice pick. Hey, that's a great oh ooh, ooh, that color. Mm. And I'll I'll just start before we even start playing and just seed the sow like sow the seeds of doubt, I should say. Not too much, just a little. And then when it gets time to the game, I absolutely throw down. I'll get a near like undefeated round and I'm like, hey man, GG. <laughs> you just get into Caleb's head. We played, I want to say, 20 games of Soul Calibur. I think we would switch controllers every time someone lost. I went on a, was it, was it 19? I think it was 19. I, went on, a, like that. I went on a 19 game winning streak against Caleb. <laughs> Oh, yeah. and was, he was, he thought that he would have me and I was like oh man this is a close one and then I would just come back and I'm like no 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 not today <laughs> just endless frustration to the point where no one was saying anything and I'm just laughing like a sicko <laughs> <laughs> laughing hysterically and I think what I said was Caleb how does it feel to be owned by me in your own house <laughs> I almost put on Marvel's Capcom 3 just so I could feel better. <laughs> or Street Fighter 2. You probably should yeah. have to put me, just humble me a little bit. Because <laughs> I was like, hold on, sir. I may be having a bad day in this game, but I know the ones I'll win at. <laughs> you know what would have made it so much worse? <laughs> if I'd beaten you in those games, but just by like a hair. <laughs> <laughs> just like a fraction. I was like, hey, man, good game. And you're like, Austin, get out of my house. <laughs> Why? I have a question for you too. Why are you still here? You know what, man? I think you should go. <laughs> if but, you uh, care about this friendship. So, <laughs> Caleb, Caleb knows his fighting games and he's I think you've experienced quite a bit of uh not necessarily punishment, but 
even when you have every right to completely just go to like salty run back, you handle it pretty well. And I think we need to play Marvel versus Capcom three now so that uh, I can practice and then take you down again. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. Cause if I, okay. Cause if we're, so we'll get back to Marvel two in a minute. Cause I just want to talk about the music and, but we will, cause like I said, I want to talk more like why we're talking about like the hashtag free MVC two, but we do got to talk about three, mm-hmm. especially cause you know, just I'm currently listening to a playlist of character themes Mm-hmm. on YouTube right now. And right when you brought up Marvel 3, my anchor, good old Wesker, it starts playing his theme. <laughs> it knew, it read your brain. Your brain started to twitch a little bit. And you felt that cursory rage whenever I talk about it. <laughs> well, because the thing is, um... <laughs> see, I'm doing it now. I'm playing mind games early. Because <laughs> <laughs> see, here's the thing. Like, Mars Capcom 2, like, commercially didn't do too hot because Capcom oversaturated the market with a ton of games. And that's just from them. You also had a ton of games from, you know, like Midway with Mortal Kombat. You had Soul Calibur, Tekken, uh, Guilty Gear. Smash Brothers. Yes. So there were so much, like, people only have so much time to play a game, especially a game that requires especially a genre that requires like dedication and practice like fighting games do. Mm -hmm. So like you can't just sit there and like overwhelm it, which is what they did. So they went on a long, like I think you're saying it's like nine, 10 years, something like that. It was nine solid years, I think until they really gave us, well, even until we got any information. Cause I know it was 2011 when we got Marvel versus Capcom three. Yeah. And, wow. Jeez. And, <laughs> yeah. And when they went like dark completely to where like it wasn't until 2008 that Street Fighter 4 popped up and then in not in arcades in Japan and got a console release in 09. But um, in 2011 or 2010, I forget the years of Street Fighter 4. So don't quote me on that in case I'm slightly off. But like MVC 3 finally comes out. Everyone's hyped. And understandably, because if you ever need to understand, like, just the bonkers-ness, that's a word now, I made it one, um, that is Marvel vs. Capcom 2, especially high level, just search for, like, Evo highlights from over the years, and you will, I don't even know how to properly describe, like, what all you'll find, because you'll just die laughing or just, like, be sitting there, like, yelling at in hype at something that happened, like, 15 years ago, <laughs> and, like as though it's happening right now live. But then MVC three came out. Everyone loved it. Especially because it had a smaller roster than two, but it had a really good roster. Mm-hmm. And. Noticeably that, missing a few people though. Yes. And that's where some, I mean, and I guess it was a situation where some people were just like, well, if, if you're trying to go for the less is more mentality, we'll allow it. And, uh, because in this one, because obviously you could tell, like, they just threw characters in two, which is not a bad thing, but there's obviously some characters you're not going to use, like Servbot or Dan Hibiki, like, because they're not good. And <laughs> this one, they try to make everyone good, and they fell on a couple, and I apologize to anyone who loves Hisinko. Yeah. Great character, but she can't wave dash, so I'm sorry. I didn't make the rules. 
And, um, you tried, though. <laughs> I know, right? We all gave it a good old college try. But the thing that made everyone mad with Marvel 3 is that... Um, is that that game came out in like March or April of 2011. Mm-hmm. And then by November of that same year, they were, they released ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three. Yep. A whole new expansion, which granted added a bunch of characters, yeah. including characters. I never thought I would see in a fighting game oh. like rocket raccoon. Yeah. Phoenix, Wright, Like ghost Rider, daredevil. Well, yeah, wait, there wasn't there was he in No, Infinite I'm kidding. Or... They're cameos. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Wait, I was like, yeah, but Daredevil didn't make a cameo, which is still cool. But he had like Iron Fist, uh Oh yeah, Marvel 3. It had Modoc in it. That's mm-hmm. when I first found out who he was. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure that was a lot of people's introduction to Modoc, because otherwise you'd be like, Who the who the F is Modoc? <laughs> like... I know, it's just like exactly. And and of course, a lot of people started realizing as you saw Marvel movies coming out that, oh, the, a lot of these like new characters, it seems to line up with the movies coming out and like the series, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with having uh, being synchronized like that. And honestly, it was a good time for all. Despite the, and the big reason Ultimate came out is because people discovered the DHC glitch and the original Marvel 3, mm-hmm. which kind of broke the game. It's one thing to have an infinite because then you can figure out defensive tactics around it. It's another thing to find a way that's pretty, that's really flipping simple to do that anyone can do that breaks the game. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a problem. Yeah. So, and then Marvel three came out and we got introduced to that's when Dante from devil may cry came in. Cause I, cause if you remember Marvel two devil may cry didn't exist yet. Yeah, no, so, you're right, you're right. So Dante came in, Trish came in, and then Mr. Clean himself, Virgil, came in, and we got to find out what top tier what top tier really looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, oh, another thing. Yeah. We got Frank West Frank West from Dead Rising. <laughs> yep, because he's covered wars, you know. <laughs> I know. And well, I know I said Ghost Rider earlier as a joke, but he was a cameo originally. Now he's actually in the game in Ultimate Marvel versus yes. Capcom Three, and then we got Iron Fist Two, which, I mean, depending on everyone's opinion of <laughs> of Iron Fist, in this he was really cool because <laughs> no, I know he was, he was he was awesome in the game. Yeah, a, a lot of people just like their only introduction to him is like a very mixed kind of reception yeah. to the character from the Marvel the Netflix show. Which yeah. not the guy's fault, but you no. know that some people. It's just I, I think some people weren't fully introduced to the character, even though he has a ton of stuff. Like real quick side note, I would love to see a Heroes for Hire. Like, oh my series, Lord, yeah, please, because Luke Cage and Iron Fist are awesome together. Th- those are some of the things that people love the most. I think out of like all the Netflix Marvel stuff was. Iron Fist and Luke Cage working together. At least from what I've seen. I could be completely wrong. Well, people like the no, people like the defenders more than they liked Iron Fist. I well, mean, yeah, so. but I know some people still like, I don't know. It, it's very like, oh, I like this about that. I like that about that. And I, I think for some people it wasn't quite what they were expecting. Cause I yeah, just for clarification, I've watched all of them. I like pretty much all of them. But oh <laughs> I was gonna say uh, Marvel 3 
introduce somebody because I'm listening to the theme popped up. I completely forgot. And it legitimized one of my favorite cartoons being yeah. X-Men Evolution mm-hmm. because they brought in X-23. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Even though she was low tier, God bless her soul. <laughs> I know, but still, like, even just seeing him, I was like, oh, God, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it was just cool because X-23 came in through, was a creation in the X-Men Evolution cartoon. She didn't pop mm-hmm. up in the comics. So seeing her in this game was a way to legitimize her. And that was awesome. Yep. Yeah, we, we got her. And then we also got Taskmaster as well, who. Yes. Oh, Taskmaster is one of my favorite villains. I adore Taskmaster. So, like, for a lot of people who maybe, like, don't know a whole lot about him or you've kind of had like a limited idea of what the character might be based on like their one movie appearance. I cannot talk tonight. Their one movie appearance in black widow, which is different than the comics normal interpretation of that character. He is an Avengers level threat. (laughs) I will put it that way. (laughs) And he has no special powers. (laughs) No, but like, well, and then in this game, uh, cause term that people like, like use like i said earlier about an anchor for a lot of people taskmaster was their anchor yeah. or you'd either be the lead man or your anchor because that man does damage and they play like the thing i love about capcom because okay capcom there's only two versions of them mm-hmm. when they're do, when they're when they're good or when they're on their bs yeah there's no one between yeah and <laughs> And when they're on when they're on their A game, they become Godcom. When they're on their BS, they become Crapcom. And Marvel Three, even with the controversy of Ultimate coming out so quickly after Vanilla, like they were on their A game because when Taskmaster's doing his long combos, he's mocking you while he does it. It's the best part. <laughs> it's my oh, favorite included, part. And they included Deadpool. Yeah. Before he blew up into popularity and his old, like his level three, he literally hit you with the health bar. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. That was amazing. We- <laughs> yeah. And like in, in She-Hulk, apparently because She-Hulk was the original fourth wall breaker. And apparently someone at Capcom knew of this mm-hmm. because uh, if you, there's certain win quotes characters would have if, the final character on the enemy team. So like if she Hulk beats Deadpool last, she literally sits there and goes, if they ever make a Marvel's Capcom four, I'll kick your butt there too, Wade. And her <laughs> win quote after that, when he went to like the, you know, if you play again or quit or whatever, it goes, if this game was made back in the nineties, I'm, I'd be the one hitting you with the health bar. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they would have gone that far to include the health bar thing if they had him in the in well, number no, two just one of the but they're saying like if she hulk was in the ninth she'd be the fourth wall breaker because that's what she was back then right I, i'm saying i don't think that they probably like would have had the technology to fully do that because that's oh, very no. like which no, i'm they, sure they probably would have thought of it but well, it's one of those like yeah if they could have done it they absolutely 100 percent would have right but like it was and where Marvel two had a lot of good music. I mean, iconic music. Like it's mm-hmm. literally the ringtone for my phone is from one of those stages. And my Marvel three, I got to give them the clap like of applause for like 
Uh, you should definitely rephrase that, We have young people that listen to this podcast. They got to learn today. You well, need to be responsible. <laughs> you can't even finish that sentence. But, um, anyway, I got to give them the applause for like, they got, they made a theme for every character in ultimate Marvel three, mm-hmm. which while ultimate Marvel three, uh, let's see, uh, rosters. Let me look at the roster size real quick. Let's see. It's not telling me. Oh, uh, at the very end, they had 50 characters. Oh my God. So that's, 50 different themes. Yeah, that's now, crazy. <laughs> now, granted, they Capcom... Now, I'm not going to say this is cutting corners. This is actually just being smart. They just... For a lot of characters, they just did remixes. Like, mm-hmm. they did the obvious stuff, like Ryu, Chun-Li. It was remixes of their themes from Street Fighter. Uh, Captain, Amer- Captain America, Wolverine, Doctor Doom. It was remixes of their songs from the previous games. So that's smart, but just to even do that and then come up with whole new themes for characters that have never been in it, like that's insane. Like beautiful Joe. Yeah. Or coming up with like, you can't just give the same resident evil theme to all the characters. You had to come up with something different for Jill, for Wesker, for Chris and for nemesis for super scroll. <laughs> like- yeah. Which talk about introducing yourself to characters you never knew the scroll like super scroll mm-hmm. like that's gosh that's uh, nuts that's and so, he is terrifying <laughs> yeah he wow he really is that's like the it's it's so cool like some of the risks they took when they put this out especially with a lot of characters that people wouldn't normally be like oh yeah i know who that is like outside of like hardcore comics fans like yeah most of us are gonna know but like when you say the name nathan spencer you know that well obviously that's bionic commando from capcom but like immediately did you know who that was most people won't i do because i'm familiar with it but mike hag no yeah the mayor of the earth the mayor (laughs) of the earth that is correct beautiful joe was he was kind of a cult sort of video game character because he had that one video game and he was beloved but like he wasn't necessarily like a mainstream character even though i think he's awesome and I, they had Amaterasu <laughs> in this from Okami. Yep. Yeah, it's and it's nuts. <laughs> they brought back Sir Arthur from Ghost and Goblins. They did not mess around <laughs> when it came to this game. And, and, and I do know, and I want to address the elephant in the room that people, obviously, if we're going to sit there and, you know, talk about like the stuff that we know, the elephant in the room is yes. With like Wolverine and Storm, they had Wolverine, Storm, Sentinel, Magnet, but they noticed like there was like this cutback on X Men characters. There was no mm-hmm. Cyclops or Rogue, Omega Red, you know, and people were kind of like, wait, what's going on here? And that was kind of around the time that Disney and Fox were starting to kind of have their petty like slap fight. And, um, which is hilarious if you think about it now. Of course. <laughs> but, um, if you look at what happens now, you're like, exactly. Huh. But, but like, because it became a huge controversy in Infinite because they had no X-Men or Fantastic Four characters at all. Mm-hmm. And that was by per Disney's orders. And yeah, and 
but I still applaud Capcom for making it work. Cause even like C Viper, who was first in Street Fighter Four, but then was in Marvel Three. She they actually in Ultimate they gave her a move where she did an optic blast using her sunglasses, and even she makes a joke going, "Oh, seeing things." <laughs> I was like, "Just put him in. <laughs> just just put him in there." <laughs> we you know we want him. And of course, you had some things that were funny because like Dante's like when he plays the guitar and makes the giant pillar. He basically was Captain Commando, but better. Mm-hmm. And uh, and some characters that initially people kind of were like iffy on because they were popular, but like weren't super popular, like Doctor Strange mm-hmm. became God tier in Marvel three because that man, if he gets you in the corner, you're dead. Oh, it's you just die. That actually happened to me. I think in my, I remember it. It was I think it was my fourth game. I remember I got cornered by him and I was playing arcade. I was playing arcade and he yeah. cornered me and I just got completely rocked. And I think oh, yeah. I, I stopped, put down the controller and took a breath for a second. And then out <laughs> loud said, I don't think I want to play anymore <laughs> to no one in particular, but myself. No, I've been there. I understand that. I, like, I very much did go back to playing cause this game owns. Yeah. And but we see high high level people play, like it's almost musical the way because like he, the different like spells and like palms or fists he'll do when he does spells they make different noises. Mm-hmm. So like people when they start figuring out like his higher like combos you hear ding 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 it was almost like a song and you're yeah. just like I'm just impressed but I'm getting my butt kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting destroyed but I'm not even mad. <laughs> then it introduced us to the man of the hour and that is nova mr say it with your chest <laughs> nova because <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was so arrogant and so powerful and everyone used him and because you were an idiot if you didn't and also hawkeye was really good in this game like unfairly to the point where i was like this something's got to give so <laughs> and here's the thing too they would even implement like Okay, because like with Doctor Strange, they had a win quote that was such an obscure reference. That like movie buffs, like Austin, I like, like, or if you're a movie buff, you'll get it. But like, it just kind of showed you they literally threw everything at the wall because Doctor Strange has a win quote going, Yes, I've heard the whole Doctor Strange love comparisons. Not a fan of it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm like, you're referencing a movie from like the 50s, sir. <laughs> sir please this is a wendy <laughs> right <laughs> but like i appreciated it and of course deadpool being the fourth wall breaker he is whenever he would lose he would scream you press the wrong button yeah i thanks for reminding me <laughs> <laughs> as if i or, didn't already know <laughs> and my favorite is like because everyone has a taunt you can do and of course, Spider-Man does the taunt where he goes, hey, and there's like a little comic speech bubble above his head. Mm-hmm. De- Deadpool's like, did like a rat, like a erratic looking speech bubble. He goes, this is my taunt. Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get it? Do you get it? <laughs> but, and I just like it. I, I'm trying to figure out like the way to put it. Like, there's so many like different things you can do and to this day, because now they put Marvel 3 on modern consoles and it's on Steam, people have modded it 
to where you can actually have one-on-one fights if you so desire. Mm-hmm. And um, because a lot of times, like, people are worried that, like, oh, people, like, the joke is fighting games don't become stale. They just become more broken because people yeah. figure out more and more things about them. And yeah. uh, people thought that we had reached peak Marvel 3 because, well, and I blame Chris G for this, he figured out the ace circle of hell that is Morrigan when she does her super where she makes a duplicate of herself. Mm-hmm. And she, he just starts spamming the soul fist projectile while Dr. Doom's doing hidden missiles. Don't even get me you started. You literally can't do anything. <laughs> Don't even get me started, Caleb. <laughs> this episode's going to break down <laughs> real quick. I don't blame oh. But like, people found ways to change it up because when people really like something, they will find ways to make it fun. Mm-hmm. And like they modded, we knew one-on-one, they modded Captain America to create U.S. agents. Yep, that's pretty cool. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. And they and they modded Nova to make Captain Marvel. Uh they've done all qu- kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just shows you the love people have for this series, which is like I said, a big reason we want to do this episode, because to circle back to like Marvel 2, like Marvel 3 is on modern consoles. Marvel 2 hasn't been re-released since 2010. And you can't buy it right now. The only way you can play Marvel 2 is through emulators. And if you're willing to pay the stupid amount of money to get it like on a Dreamcast or PS2. And that's not cool. It's pretty it's pretty disappointing. I personally feel like it it's something that I want to say it's possible because if there's anything that we've learned after these last 2 years, Caleb it is that anything is possible <laughs> and yeah, Marvel versus Capcom two making just coming back. I think it's doable. I, I think it just depends on whether or not they commit to it. That's really the only thing kind of holding them back from that is like, you got to commit that. That's the only thing stopping. And like, they may have to look for the game files. I don't think there's going to be a rights issue. Cause I think everything's all good and squared away. I'm, Cause with arcade one up, uh, for those that don't know, like they're replica like arcade machines, and there's a bunch of different ones. There's like a Mortal Kombat one, NBA Jam, and they come with like multiple games installed onto them. There's one that came out that kind of got everyone's head to pop up, and it's because of this when they realized things are cool between Capcom and Disney because people were pretty convinced that things were pretty bad when Infinite didn't do well, and Disney well, being Disney kind of blamed it all on Capcom. When, and it's kind of like, that's not fair. Yeah. But Disney doesn't care about fair. So um, <laughs> you said that uh, on me. <laughs> I, I, I would say fight me, Mouse, but I know you would. And, um, <laughs> don't, Caleb. <laughs> you don't Caleb, know what you're doing. <laughs> Caleb, don't make me reel you in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be good, I promise. But, um, uh, but what showed that like, they're on good terms now is one of the arcade one-up machines they made, it had a collection of like uh, Marvel superheroes, X-Men versus Street Fighter, and Marvel versus Capcom 1. And that's a big deal. Because that's the first time those games have been re-released in years. Mm-hmm. And, and so it showed, it's like, oh, okay, so the things between those two companies must be okay. Because they're willing to do this. 
I mean, they they even they have they have an arcade cabinet coming out soon that has the original X Men arcade game on it with the famous "I am Magneto, welcome to die." And uh, it's like that Bugs Bunny meme. Like, I wish you a very happy die. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Same energy. Yeah, and uh, and so if things are good between them, I do think it's incredibly possible because it's not like you're having to make a new game from the ground up. Yeah, people are just wanting, and we'll say this because I want to say like I think it kind of like works in like what I would like. We could talk about like what we would want in a re-release of Marvel vs. Capcom two because to put it simply, you kind of have to justify like why people should buy a 20 year old game. And, um, and I think it's like, besides just the game itself, it needs to obviously have like a training mode. And I think a trials mode. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of get an idea for, especially people who are jumping into this new. So you don't just immediately get wrecked by the people who have been playing nonstop for 20 years. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Who are just sitting there. Like as soon as it gets like, Oh, I can play online though. I can play online now. Those poor fools. <laughs> they got to get rid of the uh, infinites too. I will not stand I, that's, for it. <laughs> well, look, you're, you're going to get some people up in arms over that one. Well, they can cry. Look at you and say, get good. They you're can say, get good. A <laughs> bunch of crybabies who have to rely on infinite combos to feel better I mean, about themselves. Put on some deodorant, okay? <laughs> put, put on some deodorant and then learn how to fight in a way that isn't baby boy trying to learn. Well, okay, maybe that's not completely accurate, but <laughs> because a couple of those infinites are actually legitimately difficult to right. actually do, as they should be, because they should be impossible. Right. Just but, saying, well, it say, sucks like, the fun out of this game. It can very much, especially if that's all they're relying on. But what I'm saying is that, like, um, definitely have like a trials mode, and also, can I explain to people? Don't go into the depth MK11 went into. I think no. MK11 went to too much depth, like too much depth. <laughs> Which and, I can respect that about it because there are a lot of things about that game that I do like. But I do remember when it first came out, I was like, I am overwhelmed. I- <laughs> yeah, because it's like they're talking about like block stun and like activation frames. It's like if people really want to know about that, they can just look it up. Right. Because trust me, people will be posting videos and blog posts about that. You don't have to explain it for them. And 99% um, of the players aren't going to play that way. (laughs) Exactly. Or that, or they'll just, they won't know the words, but they'll just kind of naturally figure it out through playing. Mm -hmm. And so I think they need that. Obviously you need really good online. Like get the people who like did uh, street fighter three, third strike online edition that came on the 360. Because that online was really good. It was mm-hmm. smooth. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know this as well as I do. A fighting game lives and dies on how well it can play online. And th- so it needs good online. But also think it needs other stuff. Like, I personally think it needs remixes of the stages. And you can choose if you want to listen to the originals or if you want to listen to the remixes. Yeah. I mean, for me personally... I get that, but I also don't think that they should put too much effort into redoing a lot of this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. The core game itself, like just put in extra stuff. To like- yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. But like a part of me kind of wants the aesthetic of the original game without too many added features. Because one of the things I really like about this game is like, I think it was one of the very first like two and a half D 
games to come out. Like it combined like sort of elements of 3D and made it a little unique in that way. But it has a, a feel to it that I think a lot of people are really searching for and craving for because there is a big nostalgia factor for a lot of this. And oh, absolutely. I, I think for me, it's like I don't want you to have to update the graphics. I just want it can be slightly remastered, but I still kind of want to have that charm of, you know, the, the very simple, very straightforward. It's nothing too detailed, you know, like you can't see every wrinkle and every hair on their face. You just get the basic versions of these characters and then you destroy your friends. And yes, no, that I agree with. Like, yeah. no, okay. keep the sprites, <laughs> keep no, keep on. I'm not saying like adding stuff. I mean, like remix music and you can choose if you want the original or the remixed. Okay. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, that, that's fair. Like, that's valid. Or like what you see like on a, what's it called? Like a, when you see a re-release of like Sonic games or something, you know how like they'll give you those options you can cycle through of what the TV screen looks like? Yes, yeah. Have stuff like that. Don't touch the sprites. Leave them as they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, yeah. When, when you put it that way, I was like, I don't want it to be too nice because no, the, I'm not, the I'm old not school, for a, yeah. <laughs> I'm not asking for a remaster. That's no. No okay. one's asked. They just want to be able to play the game. What I'm saying is, just throw in some stuff to kind of help <coughs> justify why people will buy like, or going to pay 15 to $20 for mm-hmm. a 20 plus year old game is all yeah. I'm saying. Right. Beyond for some just guys, like, us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for guys like us, I'll pay it. Just tell me, just promise me the online will be good. And I'm going to go have a ball getting mad at people that know how to use Colossus really well. And right. Some slight fixes are all that I'm asking for. And even like, I really don't want a story mode. I no, no, no. I, no, I know that that's like, a, that's a temptation though for a lot of people is like, Ooh, well we could add a story mode because story modes are kind of all the rage right now in fighting games. And I think mortal Kombat's been a big progenitor of really pushing that. I, I would almost say they're the sole reason it's such a hot thing to do. Right. But like, I, I think, no, no, you're right. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. You were pretty much just agreeing with what I was saying. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Like, because what was funny is when I was looking up the wiki of Marvel Two. Like, it actually apparently has like a story because I was like, uh, "Pardon, no, it doesn't." And apparently, it does because the main villain of the first Marvel versus Capcom was Onslaught, mm-hmm. and or not. I might be wrong about that. Because uh, I know in one of the games, Thanos was the last, was the final villain. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, because it went Onslaught, then you had Abyss for Marvel 2, and then you had Galactus for Marvel 3. Yeah. I gotta give this franchise another nod. They know how to do final bosses. Oh, dude, I was pulling my hair out over Galactus. <laughs> oh, like, As I you remember. Should, it's Galactus. <laughs> He, oh gosh, he he made me squeeze my controller a little tighter (laughs) every time I played him. (laughs) Yeah, and I loved some of the, like, I did love how they had fun with it, like some of the endings characters would have. Mm -hmm. Like Chun-Li, it showed her, like, beating up Kingpin and taking him to jail. Mm -hmm. Like, the one that terrified me was, like, well, there's a couple. One of them was Wesker. Because then it showed Phoenix and Wolverine and all the Marvel people in tubes, and he was mm-hmm. going to start experimenting on them. Ooh, I like. That. I'm like, that's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, me lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but and the other one that scared me was when you won with Nemesis, uh, the Weapon X program got a hold of him, 
and they covered him head to toe in adamantium. Yeah. Yeah, we're leaving that silence in. That that's yeah. <laughs> Just do with that what you will, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if any of you Resident that... Evil fans out there, if you know, you know. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, I. I just would like Marvel 2 to come back because it's like the series is special because for a lot of people because like when Maximilian and big shout out to him I know I've mentioned him in other podcasts but just because I've literally been watching the guy since I was 18 mm-hmm. so for gosh a huge chunk of my life at this point and uh, he started the whole hashtag and it blew up to the point that like I said you saw it at an AEW show of a guy holding the sign saying free mvc2 mm-hmm. and oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah and it was funny because on the back of it he had a flip side where it says nerf soul bad guy from guilty gear <laughs> i was like good for you dude high five <laughs> he's like he's shooting a shot i respect it <laughs> and, uh, uh, and it's just like and he said it best he goes because we when he started the hashtag Tons of people started making remixes. They started making fan art. And the thing Max said that I agree with is when people start making fan art of your stuff, you have connected on a cerebral level because of the time and effort it takes to make art of anything. Yeah. Whether it's drawn or music. And so many people are sharing their stories of like, Marvel's the whole reason I even like the X-Men or like Marvel 2. It's the whole reason I even know what Doc Stalkers is, or it got me into Mega Man, or whatever. And and Marvel Three did the same thing for a lot of people. They didn't know who. It's why when the Guardians of the Galaxy, when the trailers first landed, I knew who Rocket Raccoon was. Yeah, because of Marvel Three. Same here, actually. I was completely unfamiliar with Guardians of the Galaxy before that movie came out. But I did know who Rocket Raccoon was because of this Same. game as well. And I was like, yeah. oh, cool. Like, I'm interested in this, but I'm going in basically blind. And I fell in love with it. And now they're pretty much a household name at this point. Thank you, James Gunn. And yeah. I, I, it's so weird going back and like remembering that because I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before Marvel 3 and then the movies, the most noteworthy thing rocket raccoon or the guardians had done is that rocket was in a few deadpool comics yeah that is that's uh, it yeah <laughs> and now so, we got uh, whole comic series drax has his own series mm-hmm. they're getting a third and, movie they get a christmas special oh yeah and even though infinite wasn't received well and i completely understand why i tried mm-hmm. to play it and i just it just wouldn't click it didn't click for me mm-hmm. like gamora was a playable character in that one which was cool to see them expanding and doing more guardian characters and uh but yeah this all and the reason i bring up because like the thing max points out is that like marvel 2 is just like a part of the soul of like like culture at this point mm-hmm. because like two three years ago when the nba finals came around when they were showing all the team all the players on all the teams that are in the playoffs they use the same character select screen from Marvel 2. Mm-hmm. And this is like in 2018. So like years and years later, like 
no one got that reference. Like that wasn't a reference. That wasn't a topical reference. Right. Like, <laughs> right. That's just that's that's just a reference you make because you love it, and uh, like there are still tournaments that go around to this day. Like I heard stories like they still have tournaments in the Philippines and South America for Marvel two, mm-hmm. and people get hyped for it and it has a big turnout and the game just that like it between the music and the characters and just it just had a style and a charm to it where it threw so much at you that you just like just like laid in it (laughs) you're just like give it all to me (laughs) rolling around in it just absorbing it kind of reminds me yeah it's kind of like that breaking bad like scene when uh bill burr and the other guy like they just lay on the giant stack of money (laughs) one of my favorite lines of the whole series i've got to do it (laughs) (laughs) it's so simple because it's funny only within the context (laughs) exactly well and also it's like yeah if i saw a giant stack i had to do that once oh gosh (laughs) dude i wouldn't be able to help myself plus it became a huge meme of him just like laying spread out on the couch (laughs) yeah and that's kind of how marvel 2 is like it gave you so much you're just like laying on it just very content yeah i mean it sprinted dude this this game sprinted and everyone has tried to keep up since (laughs) yeah i mean when you still have tournaments for a game this old and granted there's other games that do like there are still super turbo uh, Street Fighter 2 tournaments that go on to this day. There's mm-hmm. not many of them, but they pop up from time to time. Yeah. The so, fact like, that they exist is crazy. Agreed. And, um, but just something about Marvel 2, it just struck a chord with, well, the world, honestly. And I mean, there's a reason why I can never hear the phrase like, you know, if I ever hear, whenever I hear the sentence of like, I'm going to take you for a ride. And then I hear like the little jingle, like, I'm like, I'm both filled with like nostalgia and just rage. Cause it's like a seven second loop that just plays over and over. <laughs> You're just like, uh, but it's good memories. There's, it, it was kind of one of those games like before smash and mortal Kombat and, everything else really really took over the world this was the game i think for a lot of people that really just described and emanated what they wanted from a fighting game and yeah you know because you know i don't think we're going to talk much about infinite um just because i think that you know like i i want to i haven't played it in a really long time and i would rather go back and give it a fair shot again before i talk about it but you know, for me, when I look at the Marvel versus Capcom series, I grew up playing two because two is amazing. Yeah. And I'm very lucky that I was able to do that. I'm very lucky that my family held on to a PlayStation and <laughs> I got to play it for that very reason. It's so cool. I have nothing but good memories of it. I wasn't the best at it, but I was also, you know, six. So <laughs> give me some slack. But <laughs> I really, really got the chance to go back and fall in love with it all over again because I was able to play ultimate uh, Marvel versus Capcom three. And Mm -hmm. it's just so like, it's so different from what I'm used to. And I really appreciate that about it because for me, there's a lot of great fighting games out there. I love mortal Kombat. You guys know this. I'm a big mortal Kombat nerd. I love Tekken, even though it's really hard to play sometimes and it's, it's not the easiest game to play, but Once you get it, it's a ton of fun. 
and I really admired about that. Plus, you get to play as Negan. That's right. A, a very cool thing that you never because normally you'd be like, oh, well, Negan can't really win in a fight against them. But like, who cares? You get to play as Negan. <laughs> Do you know the whole reason why Negan's even in Tekken? No, I just I didn't care. No, well, no, no. It's because the reason it's, it's funny because of how simple it is. Harada just really loves The Walking Dead. Fair, valid. Well, I'm dude. It's one of the most watched TV series in the last like 20 years. But yeah, and like Harada was just like, I really love this series, and Negan's the perfect character that would fit in Tekken just because he's brutal and he swings a bat. So like, yeah, I mean, a lot of people were like, I was surprised he didn't end up in Mortal Kombat, and I was like, I'm almost happier that he ended up in Tekken because Tekken is more about just like different unique fighting styles whereas like Mortal Kombat's about kills and he's very good with those but I guarantee you that most of what he does is going to revolve around a bat and because of that I actually think he works really well in Tekken little side note but anyway you know you have Tekken which is 3D based and it's continued to stay that way it's a little bit more difficult but it's more of a a player's game like a fighter's game I guess is the, the phrase that a lot of people use for it you have Smash Brothers which is really accessible for everyone a huge mm-hmm. strength and something that I have loved and appreciated since I was a little kid because Smash is just like I, I've never really fully considered Smash a fighting game because it kind of transcends in, into its own thing so I usually say like yeah Mortal Kombat's usually my favorite fighting game but like oh, for sure. Smash is kind of its own genre in a weird way and I know some people call it a fighting game and that's perfectly fine. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I categorize, I categorize it as something slightly different. And it has that style of play where it's like you can see everything. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. And then you have Marvel versus Capcom 3. And it's three on three. You get all these different characters. You can combine them and use them together. It's just so... It's so much fun. And right, it's so and right when you think, Yeah, and right when you think you figured it all out, you discover what a level five Phoenix can do. She turns into a dark Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. And then, activa- and then activates X Factor. Thank you, Caleb, for reminding me of that. <laughs> I'm so, I have to. I mean, look, I know. This, is a, game, this I know. is a game that found a way to bring the Phoenix into it. I know. And it's really cool. I, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so she awesome. She literally goes from, she goes from having the smallest amount of health because Jean Grey will die in like four hits. Mm-hmm. But then if she turns into Dark Phoenix, oh dear Lord, just run. Yeah, it's a good trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. That's what makes Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and 3 so good is that you can tell they have a love for the source material. They mm-hmm. really like wanted to do right by it. Yeah. And I think that's why when it works well, like it did with these, it's just like, heck, even down to like their win, like, or like what they do when they win. Like in Marvel's Capcom 2, Doom, one of his like win poses is he sits down in his chair and he's surrounded by Doom bots. Yeah, I love that. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, the, he, and they kind of brought that back where like his win pose in Marvel 3. One of my favorites of like his taunts when you pick him what, that he might say sometimes is, I will make you wish you were fighting Magneto. Yeah. Like, oh, the arrogance. And you don't want to fight Magneto to begin with. Exactly. Gosh, we're such and nerds, you, Caleb. I know, <laughs> but like when his 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 wind pose, like he gets in the chair and like kind of puts his hand on, you know, head on his uh hand. And he has his one of his particular wind quotes he goes, The clapping will 
the clapping will begin and last for an hour. The first person to stop clapping will be executed. Which is something that is very in character for Doom. And you're just like, they understood this character. That's literally taken from real life dictators too. <laughs> I know. Like, what I'm saying, but like they understood you could do that, apply it to Doom, and it would fit. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because he does have his own country. Like, uh, exactly. we need to do an episode on Doctor Doom. Absolutely. That day will come at some point. But that's what I love about these games. Like the heart and soul that goes into it. Because mm-hmm. like in Marvel 2, Rogue, she has an ability where she gives a kiss to whoever she's fighting, uh, to any of the characters she's fighting, and she takes a power from them. And sometimes it's a power. Sometimes it just like ups her strength or ups her, or like she does, I think, to Juggernaut, she gets super armor for a short time. Mm-hmm. And like one of Jill's things that she can do as an assist is she literally gives you a green herb that heals you for a little bit. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> rad. <laughs> like, it's just a, it's a love of the little details that makes it awesome. And, uh, and that's what, that's what makes the game special. Mm-hmm. And because I know you talk like how much you love Mortal Kombat. Like my big thing was always Street Fighter. And that's why obviously I got immediately sucked into Marvel vs. Capcom because it had Street Fighter characters in it. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> what's not to like? Right. And, uh, Though I had to get used to it because Street Fighter is a six-button fighter and uh, Marvel's Capcom is typically three. Mm-hmm. And that's, or four technically, it's just you have a launcher button and then a light, heavy, light, medium, and heavy, which that takes getting used to when you're used to having six buttons to work with. Right. And You, uh, you really got to kind of switch up your game a little bit. And also, I think that's a good thing. No, that's fine. I'm not knocking it whatsoever there should be a difference in your franchises like that exactly. to help differentiate them. And not every franchise should ha- like Tekken and soul caliber. Don't play the exact same. They're both difficult in their own way, but they don't handle the same. So, uh, they're, they're just built different. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I always got to throw one of those out there. <laughs> but, uh, and this is also like, we, I very much just wanted to like gush about my love for these games. And also, just like I said, I want Marvel 2 Freed to play on modern consoles because it would make my heart happy to look and see that I have Marvel Ultimate Marvel 3 and Marvel 2 right next to each other. Because then, because if it does what I think it would, and that is sell like absolute hotcakes. Because if you also want to know how big this game is, I think a year and a half ago, maybe a little longer, I remember my friend Cameron again, he sent me a text from a tweet from Michael B. Jordan because someone asked him a pretty innocent question of who would be on your ultimate Marvel, you know, your Marvel team. And instead of it going like in the MCU direction that they thought, you know, Michael was going to go, he took it the Marvel versus Capcom 2 direction. And I was like, I thought about Wolverine, but, you know, like, did I want to do the Bone Claws or the Adamantium? Because, you know, the Adamantium does more power, but Bone Claws can do this. Because, you know, you have to have sitting on Psylocke in it. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, he loves this game as much as I do. Yeah, (laughs) it's a a good sense of community when you just find people that remember this game, because I feel like it unfairly kind of gets forgotten by like the mainstream and outside of like, you know, certain groups of people who love and play fighting games like we do. And I I hope that it, it gets to see the light of day again. 
I know I would buy a copy. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> and and I'm, my hope is like, if it sells like hotcakes, it would show. Because to use an example of another Capcom series, uh, Austin, do you remember the? I personally liked it, but I understood why people had issues with it. The uh, polarizing, to put it nicely, reboot of Devil May Cry. Yes, I do. <laughs> and it was polarizing is the nice way to put it. And um, I didn't. I personally had a good opinion of it, but I do remember people. Yeah, there were, were some lines. They, they had some li- like I enjoyed it, too. But they had some lines where I'm like. It's like you're trying to make the fans mad. Like, it's mm-hmm. like you're purposely trying to incite anger. Yeah. And not in like a suit of 51 way. Like, <laughs> exactly. Like in a way where you know, like you're trying to incite anger, but then you kind of just laugh it off and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. It's a joke. Like you're trying to just make them angry and feel stupid. And that's not the way to go. But mm-hmm. I bring this up because when that didn't do too well, uh, Capcom kind of declared Devil May Cry dead, which sucked. And luckily, I don't know how, who convinced Capcom to finally let them have Devil May Cry 5 get made, but it did. And that game is amazing. Even mm-hmm. if Virgil angers me for all the correct reasons. And um, it sold so well that Capcom has declared that Devil May Cry is basically back on the menu. They're going to be full board behind it going forward to make more games and all sorts of stuff. So all of that to say, I hope freeing Marvel 2 will do the same for that franchise where Mm -hmm. Capcom sees how much love people still have for this franchise. And now that Disney, as we alluded to earlier, the irony, now that Disney owns Fox, so now they own the rights to all the X-Men and Fantastic Four, we could have a proper MVC4 that includes the X-Men and the Fantastic Four or at the very least, include Doom. Because it's not a true Marvel versus Capcom game if Doom's not in it. And that's my hope, is that it would just help show these companies, to put it simply, how much money you're leaving on the table by not making more of these, or at least re-releasing the old games. Right. And, I mean, you know, kind of just as like a wrapping up kind of, you know, notes on this. I think that Disney definitely, number one, they definitely see the value in their Marvel properties. My goodness. But (laughs) they know, because you can accuse Disney of many things, but they're not dumb. And I I think if they get fan attention, they've done a pretty good job of knowing, for the most part, what exactly people are looking for, because the, the receipts show. And some people can counteract that and be like, well, but I didn't like it. Okay, I understand. That's valid. But people pay with their wallets. That's, well, no, duh. Austin, you you dummy. <laughs> people, people put their opinion out there with their wallets. And I definitely think a lot, they would really be pleasantly surprised by the amount of outpouring of support that would come with a re-release of this game. Because not only would we get a re-release of this game, we would also get the chance for more down the line just to keep adding more and more Marvel characters into it that can get promoted for their movies. And Capcom, yes. they'll also be spotlighted. It's, it's a win-win situation. I still want to see Blade Marvel versus Capcom. I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> you, know, like, you could put, like, especially with the series coming out, 
you could put Blade and Moon Knight in it. Can you imagine having a team that has Moon Knight and Deadpool on it? Oh my gosh, I want it. <laughs> like, like you can do crazy stuff like that. You like, you could have, you could have Jack Baker, Lady Demonescu from Resident Evil Seven and Eight, and, mm-hmm. and have them doing their crazy stuff. And there's so much there's history the- now that they can just draw from and have people enjoy. And I, I know that they're. I, you know, there could be some rights things that they're sorting out. They're waiting maybe to see kind of what the push is and they want to see maybe like if it's the right time or if they want to keep going in the same direction. I don't know who's to say, but I think that it's very possible and I would love to see it. Caleb, is there anything else that you would like to add? It's just that uh, if you get a chance, at least play like Ultimate Marvel 3 because it's like 15 or 20 bucks right mm-hmm. now i think it's 25.99 um, on xbox yeah and then i'm sure it runs for the same price anywhere else mm-hmm. uh and if that's a little much for a game that's 10 years old i understand mm-hmm. it's on sale pretty regularly so just wait for that and play that to get an idea of the craziness or if you do happen to get a hold of the you know emulator or whatever where you play marvel 2 I just suggest to play it to just get that taste of the chaoticness <laughs> that is this franchise so you can help so you can understand why why we love it so and why we want to just see it go further cuz to your point like Disney is sleeping on a good marketing tool for mm-hmm. their products like you could put they were able to pull off Phoenix Wright and Doctor Strange and Dormammu's in this so why is Loki not in it? Yeah. So you could have crazy stuff like that. And like, so that's just my final thoughts of like, just go play ultimate Marvel three when you get a chance. Mm-hmm. Or if you see Marvel two at like an arcade, cause I know like here in Austin, there's a place called pinballs mm-hmm. and I've seen the Marvel two cabinet and it's glorious. It's so it much makes fun. So happy. Yeah. Whenever I see it. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, just give the series a chance. So you can understand why, why we love it so much. I agree. I know like a final note from me. I know, I'm sorry. I already wrapped up, but <laughs> it's interesting because you've noticed with like Disney and, you know, DC, obviously like Marvel and DC, like DC has always been extremely strong in their video games and their animation. Whereas Marvel and Disney have focused more of their attention on the movies and TV like kind of more of the TV aspects of it now especially but you kind of have like a difference of like hey maybe if they start focusing on that or maybe if they jump back into the video game things and really you know pump time and energy into it because it's a different thing for different companies and they both have their strengths and they both have a lot of people who support and you know get behind these projects I would love to see them get back into it because also a part of me really wants ultimate alliance so <laughs> yes and ultimate alliance 3 was so much fun on the switch yes it was I oh my gosh <laughs> genuinely and the thing is once again talk about another game that just was so filled with love for the characters mm-hmm. like portraying them i mean gosh it's like they came right out of the comics and that that's what that's what you like to see that's what gets you hyped up on this stuff to where you want to you know you want to consume more Marvel. So yeah, yeah that's a just, sorry. That's just a great point. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that, Caleb. 
I just would love to see it because Marvel video games would absolutely own, especially when they're taken down the fighting path, because that's just my opinion. Anyway, guys, remember, we are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We're on Overcast. We're on CastBox. We're everywhere. You can't hide from us. And just a reminder, we're on Instagram. If you know us personally, you can reach out to us. You can comment on all of our videos and all of our videos. What am I talking about? Speaking of which, we're going to get on YouTube soon. I promise you. We have had the busiest like four or five months of our lives. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we will get out there. But if you have any questions or if you have any requests, feel free to reach out to us. Feel free to comment on our Instagram or DM us on our Instagram. We would love to hear from you. You guys are one of the main reasons that we do this. So keep that in mind. And don't ever forget, I'm Austin Cook. And I am Kayla McLemore. We are the Internet World Order. We'll see you guys soon. See you guys.